Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Gary gets here, walks across the dead ball line, now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes, changes direction. This is Rugby League, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom Tom Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Williams. We're here ahead of NRL Supercoach Round 17. Uh, what was meant to be one of the minor buy-arounds, three-team sitting out this week, has turned into absolute carnage. Even more difficult than last week. Here to talk through us with it is, as always, the Supercoach Spy. Spy, how are you, mate? Good, mate. And yourself? I'm well, thank you. <clears throat> That's the way. Um, Supercoach has frustrated me this year, I've got to be honest with you. <laughs> <clears throat> you sound deflated early. Just like... I dropped 3,000 last week or 4,000 that bad week. And then this weekend had a reasonable week, up 800 spots. But it's just like, it's a slow old process this year. So I'm just waiting for that monster week, eh? Where you just go bang, put a big score up and, and just get rolled. But it just hasn't really happened yet. So <clears throat> happy enough, but just can't really get cracking. So hopefully maybe this week, heading into round 19. Obviously round 16, probably everyone was pretty well covered. So... That's some solace, but yeah, it's just a bit frustrated, mate, I'll be honest. You sound, you sound, I won't say rattled, but yeah, you sound a bit uh, less chipper than you normally ask for, but that's all right, mate. It might not be this week because we'll get to the team list <laughs> shortly, team list Tuesday, but some big, big news coming out of that one. Now, you might be sitting here if you're watching on uh, the SCP podcast on YouTube going, looking at my alternate Canberra Aiders strip that I'm <laughs> repping at the moment, going, that is a rip, I wear, can I get one? It's the, actually, the strip. It's actually yeah. a Sydney Thunder <clears throat> home jersey. Courtesy of our special guest, Sydney Thunder, top order batsman, Ollie Davies. Ollie, how are you, mate? Welcome to the show. I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me, boys. Nah, thanks for coming on. So, Ollie, mate, <coughs> footy diehard. You love your super coach. 104th for the round two weeks ago with 1,625 Oof. points. Mate, how'd that feel? Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, you know, made a few changes uh, earlier in the round. I think I had, I think I might have used one of my boosts actually to, I know Harry Grant did well for me that round and I think I got him back in late. So I was pretty stoked with that. Uh, but yeah, you know, 104th in the round and uh, I'll take that. It's the most I've got this season so far, but uh, hopefully, you know, a couple more of those to finish off the season. Bloody oath, mate. No, I was actually having a look through your side. Strong side, but I noticed a pretty strong contingent of Manly Seagulls players. Uh, a lot of them in there. You've got to be a Manly boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, big fan. Diehard Manly. Uh, got Cherry as my halfback, and we'll <laughs> stick with him all season. Uh, and then got Garrick in there, of course, and uh, Tommy Turbo as well. Uh, did have Schuster, I think, early in the season uh, with the you know second row option. So, uh, But I think he's, he's dropped out for me, yeah. Going well, mate. You know, I was just talking about that. I'm chasing that big week. You only beat me by 520. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was your that was week, my bad week. So we totally flipped. I'll be buddy winning it. There we go, mate. There we go. So it shows what can happen. But yeah, yeah it's exactly. Just eluded me to date. Monster, <laughs> monster week. Now, I know with footy fans and cricket fans, there's a hell of a lot of crossover. SC Playbook obviously covers cricket at the back end of the year. For the people out there that don't like their cricket, I'll be short and sharp with this one, but as this goes to air for round 17 on Tuesday night, it's going to be the first session of day five of the first Ashes test. It is set up to be an absolute cracker. Ollie, I'll throw it to you, mate, because Basball is currently revolutionising test cricket. It's an 
become an unbelievable product, I suppose, for people who you know preferred the shorter forms of the game. Long story short, England playing extremely aggressive cricket. Now, there's a stat that I saw last night. Firstly, Joe Root comes out, first ball of the session, and like oh. reverse laps over slips or tries <laughs> off Pat Cummins. All for it. I have n- <laughs> You would be all for it, mate. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. Had a stat. The Pommies are attacking 46% of balls this test. The first half of that session, a vital session in the context of the test, 58% of balls they're attacking. Baz Ball, <coughs> as a bloke who absolutely loves throwing the willow at it, what's your take on it? Yeah, I love it. Uh, I think that, you know, for me personally, like I obviously am known for playing a lot of pro white ball cricket uh, over the last few years, but obviously still do play a lot of red ball cricket. And for me personally, if I'm batting in a red ball game, I like to strike it, you know, at 100. So, um, you know, for me, I think this is pretty exciting. Uh, you know, I do obviously love the the regular standard test cricket where batters sort of strike it, you know, that that 50 or thereabouts. So, um, you know, that's still around. And you saw Uzi at the start of the game, he scored 140-odd, striking it, I think it was 47 or 48. So, um, you know, that obviously still works. Uh, but for me personally, I love where this is going. Um, yeah. And I think a few teams will probably jump on board seeing the way that I think they've won 11 out of their last 13 tests or something. So, um, yeah, it's pretty exciting stuff. And like you said, seeing Root, you know, reverse ramp first four the morning, like, you know, it's just, you know, as bowling coming into bowl that, you're just like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. It's awesome. It Unbelievable. Un- yeah. Unreal. Yeah, mate. Yeah, so there's a bloke who likes to play some expansive cricket. You'll be hoping the Aussies take up a bit of baseball pretty soon because <laughs> yeah. you'll be shot into the uh, Aussie test squad. Now, uh, Spy. How'd you go last week? Don't even know. Nah, it's, um, let's have a little squiz here. And you know what you do when you're having a tough run? You just crack a cold beer. Tin of bloke. enjoy things. Some of the finest. That's it. It is really bloody good. Last week, I went up 800 spots. Like, yep. So it's fine. Mm. But on bye weeks, I'm sort of looking to do a bit more damage. I think that's where the frustration comes from. So I wanted to really come flying through. And I do think it was reflective of round 16. Even people that probably didn't look too hard at it probably had the numbers. So round 19 is that sort of last chance to really soar. I think I've made up 4,000 spots in the first buy. So maybe do something similar. Try getting to that one or 2,000 mark for the run home and see what we can do. Long way to go still. Yeah. Well, round 16 never <coughs> ended up actually being that like too, too tricky, all things considered. There are enough teams playing short, but didn't end up being too bad. This week is uh, going to separate plenty of us, I think. For the Kuma Stallions, <coughs> 974 points. Bit of an uptick again, I should say, into 2800th overall, 2802 to be precise. Ended up making a pretty aggressive move by, I flipped David Fafita <coughs> late on in the week to Ronaldo Mulitalo. It was just a bit like yourself. I mean, I hadn't had probably the big fluctuations, but I've just been meandering around that <coughs> 2,500 to 3,000 mark for a good four or five weeks now, and it was annoying me. And I'd been pretty good on saving trades, whatnot. So I went, you know what, let's get aggressive. Fafida, I'm hoping that he plays off the bench post-origin or doesn't back up even better. Break even to about 165, so I went, stuff it. I'm going to back it in and, and get aggressive. So Bit of attack, bit of counter-attack. Yeah, so a yeah. few quick things. The SC Playbook <coughs> overall, overall group, firing. We've got the teams coming second, third, and fourth overall. The Raging Pole by James. Financial Panthers, Ryan, crept up into third. And Daly's Cherries, could be Ollie, I'm not sure, in fourth <laughs> place overall. And that's Patrick. <laughs> that's Patrick, so unlucky, mate. Um, <laughs> Today's show, we'll be going through the key takes from Team List Tuesday. Pretty grim reading, I'll be honest. Uh, our topic for the show, is it time to sell Jareen Buller? If so, boys, what's our plans at fullback for the rest of the season and for the run home? Our hot topics, a bunch of origin stars have been named in the most, or are in currently the most traded players in for round 17. So is that the right decision or the wrong decision? We'll get to it shortly. Uh, round 17, <coughs> trade and skipper plans, and then listener questions to wrap it all up. Firstly, guys... SC Playbook subscription package price drop. We've got 11 rounds left of the NRL season. The full package now is now down to $40 uh, for the season. That's BBL, AFL and NRL content to come for the rest of the year. NRL package down to $30 for the rest of the NRL season. Gives you access to extra premium articles every single week on site. Access to our subscriber-only WhatsApp chat. Stacks of threads in that late mail, team advice, contributor-only. We drop our updated trades. So ones like my Fafita one last week that came through on about Friday. Straight through to the subscribers. Our question and answer podcast questions come from that chat. Plenty more. So to sign up to the SC Playbook subscription package, head to scplaybook.com.au and find the subscription tab in the menu. Boys, let's get stuck into it. Team list Tuesday, Spy. I'll throw it to you, mate. 
First two at the Dolphins. Some big news coming out of that side. One that hurt me a little bit. Connelly Lemuelu has been benched. Valence Tafade starting at centre. A win for plenty. Tafade owners Lemuelu, who was looming as a sell anyway, probably in current rounds. I certainly wanted to hold him till the Dolphins played round 19. I'm still low-key hoping that he does start come game day, but it seems a weird thing to bench him. Obviously, Felice Corfusi is back. Mm. Talk to me. Well... Now, sometimes it's like, ah, oh, misplaced anger. I don't know why they're so upset. This might be actually why. I love Connolly Lamuelu. Mm. He's in my side. He's been there for a while, Ollie, and he's been a good pod, and I've expected him to fly from here. He's on the bench. It's so frustrating. Uh, Tafade, I don't own. He's starting, so that helps people in a tough round. Hold Just frustrating. I'll hold and just sort of see what happens over the next couple of weeks. He still plays around 19, um, so he could start that weekend. I'll definitely hold him through to round 19 and he might be a sell after that. Or he could just be a hold on the bench in the centres. Like, we'll see what he, happens. He's a former, I mean, played centre as, as like recent as I think last year at the Cowboys, maybe the year before. So, wouldn't hate to see him just slot in for Tafade come game day and oh, Tafade come home and play four minutes off the bench again. Wouldn't it? Are you holding, mate, uh, at, at this stage? Uh, at this stage, yes. It's okay. I know they say this every week, but it's a massive, massive week for classic word, but staying fluid. It is. Because. We'll reassess after Origin how players get through there, but because there'll be so many players, we won't know till over the course of the week and who backs up, who doesn't. And that'll impact trades. <laughs> we'll, I'll go through now to uh, Jerry Marshall King has also been named. Great win for those who held on to him. Zach Hosking and Tyron Peachy out of the 17 for the Panthers. Hosking out entirely. Penrith have named all their Origin contingent. Where, where I say stay fluid, Hosking and Peach now loom as immediate sells, not offering round 19 coverage. But if, like, Stephen Crichton doesn't play or Liam Martin doesn't play or Isaiah Yo, both these guys could be in playing 80 minutes against the Knights. Exactly. Significant ones there. At the Newey Knights, Ollie, Greg Marju returns. Mm. Are you you an owner of the big fella? Uh, I'm not currently. No, I've got a Sarko, Garrick, (coughs) Meany, and I do have one other. Uh, and if you're playing with three and scoring sixteen hundred, <laughs> yeah. three centers, Doing you're doing right. well. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So obviously comes in for Tuala. Um, mm. You know, scored a lot of tries on the left wing for the Knights this season, and uh, you know, for me personally, um, you know, watching him, obviously punning on as well, scored a lot of tries for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Multis as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that's a pretty big in for the for the Knights this round. Yeah, he's kept my punning account alive this year, Greg Marge on the left I do wing. own Greg, so that's been a. a Good news story Huge in the afternoon. News, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so big one there. People selling him last week. He had 77 of the season was just could not get my head out. I would be very close to buying him, except they have Penrith this week play and then they miss round 19. So I'm like, uh, maybe not. You but, buy down the track if you yeah. need. At yeah. the same time, I'm just I'm also looking at Penrith and going, this is just my approach to it all. I'm certainly not Ivan Cleary, but you know, they sort of happened to Cleary after Origin One, last about 10 minutes in that infamous uh, skipper game for plenty of us. And I know they lost on the weekend with players out, but it wouldn't shock me to see players. They could all they could all sit. They could all they could all potentially sit. So keep a close eye on that one. Ollie, plenty going on at Manly. (coughs) Tom Trebojevic named on the extended bench, which I mean you wouldn't probably look twice at, except for the fact because a lot of clubs do this. The Cowboys have named all their origin contingent on the extended bench, and most of them will probably come in come game day. But Daly Cherry Evans has been named to start. Now, I, I wouldn't read too, too much into it, but, mate, you're an athlete. You know shit about the body, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Tommy Trebojevic. Tom Trebojevic, with all his soft injury... To, oh, battling tonight. Soft tissue injuries that he's had this season and past seasons. Three-day turnaround from Origin where we play 80 minutes and hopefully he's a Blues fan being everything... I'd have him at odds to back up for many three days later, surely. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking the same. Yeah, I've, I've got him in my super coach, um, and I, I think he'll back up. I think you know. I think they named him in the 22. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've I've got a pretty good feeling that he'll play. You actually uh, plays. The the only only thing that I could be thinking is if you know, obviously playing Melbourne in Melbourne, mm. if they were sort of chucking him back out there, and you know, if he potentially re-injures it or. Um, yeah, aggravates it again. You know, is it is it worth the risk? That's my my questioning behind it. But I'd be sort of lean to probably 75, 25 that he'll play. Christ, yeah. I hope you're wrong, mate. I really do. I do. <laughs> I hope I'm right. Yeah, big big. <laughs> I reckon that's a little bit of uh, your super coach side there. <laughs> it might be. It might be. Yeah. <laughs> big big watch on Tommy Turbo this week. Uh, 
Spire, the other one at Manly. I tell you what, the Stallions have had a few daggers this week. Not uh, oh, yeah. devastated, but Samuel Lafayne, who brought him in a few weeks ago for a bit of cash rise and some buy round coverage. Wouldn't have mattered that much, just being such a tough week. Out of the 17 entirely. Thought he'd been pretty decent in his games to date, but gone. Yeah, just a dagger on the week. Probably the one week you need him. Mm. Yeah. No Latrell Mitchell. Uh, probably unsurprising there. And the last one from the team list. Joey Manu named back at centre. Sandon Smith, impressive debutant last weekend. He'll start in the halves with Luke Keary. So another one there, Spy, where significant because Joey Manu last week at fullback was exceptional. He had something like 29 runs and 12 tackle busts or something absurd. He loomed as a buyer even if he was named at 5'8", but now that he's playing centre, I'd be a bit reluctant. Yeah, if you don't own at this stage, I should think he's a reasonable buy, to be honest. Uh, not a bad buy, but with, but it, with it's, pretty it's high ownership, a, the Roosters, the way they've played, it's not, pretty good Not a must-get. The only thing is keep an eye out. When do they play? Because Sunday, Sunday, last game. Because if Teddy rests. I know. Or Manu, sorry, Kiri might not back up from that draw, so maybe he ends up at 5'8", a fullback. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be tricky in that last game. Manu uh, tons up in his sleep at fullback. Yeah, I also don't. Mind, I think this. I think we can see a lot of ball in the centres. Just the way the Chooks are playing, they're going to need him to get plenty of footy. So I actually think he'll go okay. Uh, if you've got not many options and you're short, I don't mind him as a buy. But as you said, he's not a must. I, I need this info. I've got him as my five eight at the moment. Five eight. Just I saw him. Saw him picked <laughs> yeah. at fullback last week, and yeah. I was like, I'll get him in for <clears throat> Munster with the Storm having their their buy round, yeah. and got him in. Ah, uh, no, sorry, Munster didn't play last round, did he? Yes, but on. Yeah, so I got, got Manu in for, for him and got me 117 points. Beautiful. Um, so stoked with that one. To clarify, uh, once you own him, happy days. Yeah. Just hold him. We okay. both own him, I Stink think. strong. It's yeah. more if you don't have him yet, what do All you right. do? So I think it, what we're probably saying is you don't rush into it. In saying that, if you get some news that Teddy's going to rest and you don't Four. own him, I'd flock to him immediately. And obviously <laughs> becomes a huge captaincy option, except it is the last game of the round. So it might be a bit too late by that point. Mm. Now, Spy, another big one, one that the Stales did dodge this weekend. Very relieving to see it happen because I sold Eli Katoa a little bit, like it felt premature last week, but there's a few reasons that it had to be done. It was to get uh, Nico Hines into my team. So he got 129. Fair enough. Not a bad move by any means. But Eli Katoa, not named for the storm after that cut in the eye. That's, that's a dagger. Yeah, I own him. <laughs> it's been a tough one. Plenty week. do, mate. Plenty um, bought him back. I had a, a good look at it. He's actually not super highly owned in that top sort of five percent, so real yeah. frustrating one. Um, I'll actually probably look potentially sell him now. He's worth a little bit of value. No round nineteen for the storm. I think like looking at I can give away the spoiler. I think I've only got sixteen as it stands with all this, so I'll have to, I'll have crazy, to make a trade or two. So yeah, he might be on the chopping block given he's not playing. I was very keen to potentially just sort of make one trade, potentially none this week, but with all mm. the players dropping out, I'll, I'll have to use two as well. Yeah, to get a, a decent sort and of and maybe having sixteen's okay. It could be worse for plenty of others. So add yeah. to Rusi's um, stats yeah. article. Hopefully we get that later in the week. That'll be yeah, absolutely key reading this yeah. week. Boys, let's get stuck into our hot topic of the week. And it is Jareen Buller, the most sold player in NRL Supercoach. 712k, break-even 94. I think it's fair to say that he's peaked in price. I'll start with you, Spy. The Tigers are obviously on the buy this week. Teams looking for another player. Obviously, they've got their... A few key players out in Appy Coruscant, Luke Brooks. You sort of wonder maybe is the attack going to be a little stunted there? <clears throat> is Jareen Buller a hold or a sell for you? Because people are flocking to get rid of him. I'm not so convinced. Yeah, for me, he's a hold. Um, like, I'm in the situation with 16. I still want to hold him. If I have a look at his draw, he comes back next week against the Cowboys up at Townsville. That's mm. one of the best surfaces for attacking runners yeah. in the game. You notice how good Val goes there. I can't remember who played there last week, but they just look so good on that track. Buller should eat that one up. He then plays round 19 by. Then he has Newcastle and Saints. So what that allows us to do, if you can get through this weekend without draw. him. Yeah, if you can get through this weekend without him, he hasn't put a foot wrong. He's come off 124, 111, 95, 43 against Melbourne. He's not going to ton every week. And mm. Melbourne did a bit of a job on him. It was pretty slippery conditions as well. If he can get through to round 21, keep scoring well, sure he might lose a bit of cash, but I think the points upside and buy coverage 
and then allows you to flip back to one of those post-origin fullbacks once we know who's healthy. He's whole for me. Like, he gets through round 17, comes out. There's no reason why he can't score keep like scores in those two games, round 18 and round 19. Sharkies in round 19 will be near full strength, I suppose, not losing really anyone to origin at this stage, but Knights, Dragons. Yeah, I'm just I'm not so convinced he's a sell like this this quickly. Ollie, are you a buller owner? I'm not a buller owner. Oh, I've got a yeah, got right. Edwards and Turbo in my side. Yeah. And yeah, my my question in that would be that if you do sell him, who are you trying to pick up instead, do you think? Well that's that's, that's the next yeah. question, isn't it? So All the guns are hurt, all the yeah. origins so Tom, Tom like, Trebojevic yeah, has a very low break and he's about to set to make a ton of cash, but obviously the question mark on whether or not he backs up. Uh, like my fear is that you know, at least one of either uh, this week or post round 19, he might not back up, which really limits his games. He's coming mm. off two massive tons. <clears throat> like, I've got Tommy Turbo in my plans from about round 2021 20, for the run home, but I'm because of the uncertainty around his position, I'm probably <clears throat> going to hold off. Only thing with Buller is all you can do is because he's in your fullback slot, if you trade him out, you can then slot one of your centres back to fullback. Yeah, okay. Uh, gotcha. Then you might be able to flip it around and get like a 5'8", like Munster or a centre or a back row. Yeah. So that's where it could come in handy. I don't think it's madness to sell him. I just think I'm pretty happy to hold on. Like one slightly down game. Second half, he looked really good and just couldn't quite get there. So uh, if you had him any time try score last weekend, it would have been frustrating because <laughs> no, he, like, he was just like getting <laughs> yeah. closer and closer. Um, but yeah, so it held for me, but interesting decision. And... All right, Spy, let's say for people that are selling this week or let, let's say I think – like I, I don't think he's a season-long keeper and I, and I reckon round 20 I'll be looking to flip him after the Tigers play round 19. Where do you go? What's your plan at fullback? I'm going to give you – before I give you my full plan, Reese Walsh this week. Yeah. They got the uh, Titans. Yeah, so and then Shimmy I believe they up. have – I think it's the – Dolphins or cows the week after. Good two games. Like you could go to Reese. I don't, yeah, I don't okay. mind Reese. He's, he's pretty cheap yeah. as well. How much yeah, is he going for at the moment? He's, he's in like six thirty or something. Yeah, oh, like right, something okay. real cheap. He's yeah. fallen off a cliff in that regard, but his form hasn't, so that's good. Yeah. In terms of fullbacks, I've written down four. I've got obviously Turbo post Origin. I don't want to touch him till after that. Just make sure he gets through. Yeah. Obviously, he already owns, so that's mm. fine. Mm. Um, Latrell, I just want to see how he comes out. But once he gets through that round 20 by, if he's healthy, I want Latrell for the run home. Yeah. So for me, it's Latrell will be one, and then it's out of Reese Walsh, Tedesco, and Turbo. And you know what? If Turbo blows out in price and he's 860K and Teddy's 660 or Reese's 660, have to take Reese Walsh or Teddy. I don't think Turbo's like. We'll see. Manly's run's not too bad, but it's not like he's it's twenty twenty one and he you absolutely have to have him. There could be some other options, and we'll find the cash if it's post origin. He's killing. I, it. I agree. There's we'll going to be enough him. cash around. That's that, fine. Well, if he gets to nine hundred, <clears throat> we'll find it. I'm not going to panic too much about price this time of year. Uh, we've done the building of price. I guess it's all about points and just locking in those guys injury free. Ollie, uh, you mentioned <clears throat> you've got uh, Dylan Edwards, was it? Yeah. And Turbo. Yeah. Uh, what are you thinking there, mate? Are, are you just going to stick strong with those two? Edwards has obviously played. He's the major round 16 by a big part of why he was a buy, but scoring pretty well, mate. You, you probably just stick strong, or what's the plan? Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with him. Um, you know, you know, I'll have to obviously wait and see if Turbo backs up this round. Mm. Um, but, yeah, got the option of, you know, potentially <coughs> moving him to the bench as one of my reserves and playing Turbo. And, you know, it's, it's, it is risky with Turbo, obviously. Um, I've captained him a few times, and... You know, he pulls out at 100 or he can, you know, sometimes pull out a 30 or 40. So yeah. um, we'll have to wait and see in, in that sense. But I think I'm going to stick with him. Um, you know, there is the option to potentially go with a Walsh for a mm. Edwards, a similar price. So I could make that trade. Yeah. I also have about 120000 left cash. Cash in the bank. Um, How many trades left, mate? <laughs> this is the problem. I've used, <laughs> I've used my boosts. Yeah, that's okay. So no, I, I'm not I, the only spud at this desk who yeah. uses boost. Who's mine, mate? Round five. Well. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, panicked, I panicked during the orange, origin <laughs> rounds um, and didn't actually end up scoring too well in those rounds. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've only got two this round. Um, so don't have a boost to use. But, yeah, we'll wait and see. I've got a few that I could be making here. So. But, mate, you, you panicked and boosted and went up and had like finished 104th for the <laughs> no, round. That's true. The spy panicked, boosted, and finished about 80,000 for the round. <laughs> that run, yeah. How many trades? Did you say you got left? It's in there? Uh, mate, I'm not entirely Four, sure. 14. 14. 14, I believe. Sorry, 14. yeah, 14. 14. Sorry, 14. Okay. It's not yeah. too bad. Yeah. I maintained from the start, I don't think boosts are that critical back end of the year. I'll stick by it. 
could be su- slightly handy, but it's not phased at all. That's the least of my dramas at the moment. Need to get some bodies on the field this week so who are going to score me well. Mate, when you start to drop dribble like that, I start to wonder if you're too vital to this uh, podcast. <laughs> whack. whack. Five boosts gone, boys. We'll get to round 20 and I'll just go whack. Tommy Turbo. Nathan Cleary, Dave <coughs> Feeder, boom, 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 all in one. Well, they all won't play round 20, so I'll just get them oh, round 21. Round 21. <laughs> Anywho, uh, <laughs> the other one, Spy, is Clint Gutherson cannot put a foot right. Oh, he's gone. Like, we – I don't know if it's because we, we haven't had him in this elite tier of fullbacks, like the top, top of Latrells and Turbos and Teddies in recent years <coughs> that we just still have him below it. But the way he's playing and the way – Para, they're a high upside team in terms of they've got points in them. He could be a keeper at the end of the season. Like, you're not going to go too far off. Yeah, I like him. I think I'm a bit frustrated myself last week. Oh, he was my probably choice to bring in. Yeah. But I opted for Mulatalo because I thought Mulatalo was probably a keeper in the centres. Whereas if I bring in Gutho, mm. he, he might then need to go to like Latrell. Yeah. Oh, I didn't want to use that extra trade because they're going to get tight back into the season. It was a long term play, which yeah. is fine, I think. <clears throat> in saying that, Mulatalo could have easily got the 130. Yeah, uh, and it's probably a little unfortunate he didn't. Um, so it's fine, but just a little bit frustrating how that unfolded. But it's a long-term play yeah. more than anything. I've got Buller and Teddy at the moment. Teddy's got a three-under average of 90 to 100 and playing really good footy. So uh, essentially I'm looking at, at this stage, holding Buller into around 20, flipping him there. Uh, it'd be an interesting one because the Bunnies are on the buy around 20 that week after Origin. Tommy Turbo, does he back up? But let's say from around 2021, 20, I'll be looking to get in probably Latrell and Tommy Turbo. If Teddy can maintain his form through till there and present himself as a keeper, so be it. But I think Turbo and Trell are the two you want on the run home. I like it. I think that's where I'm at at the moment. I do think keep the options open. Uh, for what it's worth, my other centre's currently... My other fullback's just a centre at the moment. I'm just flipping them yeah, back yep. and forth. I'm just not going to touch it till after Origin. Let's see which boys get through and how they're looking. Guys, over the next 12 months, an estimated 60% of all fixed rate mortgages are going to expire. Absolute chaos. This means that for a lot of you out there, you haven't felt the impacts of all the consecutive rate rises that have been dominating the media talk lately. I've had a chat with Paddy and George from Mortgage Choice SCW about this in detail. They've told me that a lot of their clients still have a rate with a one or two in front of it. The average rate's now around about 5%. So what does this mean? Basically, that for a lot of people, their mortgage repayments are about to increase on average by an extra $737 a month. It's a lot of extra money you'd have to find in the budget. If you haven't had a look at when your fixed rate expires, if you're worried about when it does, give the experts Patty and George a call so they can get you on the best rate possible and keep more money in your pockets to put less stress on your finances. You'll save $129 on a free consult because you're an SC Playbook listener. So mention SC Playbook when you get in contact with them. To do that, flick them a message on Instagram, Pat and, Moore, Pat and George Mortgage Choice, all one word, or call them on an O2. 95211611, all that plus their emails, etc., etc., in our articles at scplaybook.com.au. Boys, let's get stuck into the most traded in players of the week. Number one, Ollie, Sean Johnson, two big tons back to back. He's wound the clock back. Spy's one of his biggest fanboys. Are those spy fanboys over a fair few players in the NRL and just sportsmen in general? I think you're one of them, actually, mate. So be careful there. <laughs> he's, getting, he's getting to that area. What, uh, he's no Astro, though. You mentioned you're not running Nico at the moment. So you've got DCE and who at halfback? I've uh, got DCE and Jerome Hughes. Ooh, good pickup. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I saw... Um, yeah, last round I thought that I'd, I'd try and get Jerome Hughes. I actually traded Jerome Hughes in for SJ. So... You know, whether that was the right choice, I don't know. Um, you know, you know, Jerome Hughes got me a few points that, that round and, you know, so we'll have to wait and see there. But I did did have him for those two rounds where he yeah. went, yeah, century, century. Well, well, uh, Jerome nearly just about matched SJ when SJ went nuts against the Raiders down in Canberra and then yeah. obviously Jerome scored 95 to 100 last week in the buy round. So, yeah. fair result. Yeah, yeah, and no, I'm pretty happy with it. So, yeah, got Jerome and, and Cherry, so... You know, I'll, I'll probably sit on that again this round uh, and, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, it doesn't have the, the most amazing, you know, next few weeks and then pick him yeah. up again for the last few rounds. They've got a good draw spy, the Warriors. Their draw over the next month, including playing the third and final major Bayern in round 19, is good. It's not unbelievable, but it's good enough. But their run home draw, including head-to-head finals, is exceptional. The way I see it, though, with SJ, I think <laughs> obviously people are looking, yeah, to someone to fill a halfback slot there, but 
I just think SJ, I'm not knocking the buyer, but I do think it's a short-term play. I don't think you'll have him <coughs> for the long term for his great draw and head-to-head finals draw because soon as Cleary's back, you need that one-two punch of Cleary and Nico Hines. What are your thoughts on SJ? This week's dilemma. So I said last week or the week before. Yeah, you weren't going to break him on, for everyone. I wasn't going to break him, but I also said if I've held Cleary, this might be the week I actually need to sell Cleary. So I've got to have a look at just an extra number. Is Cleary to SJ the go for three weeks? Possibly. I'm mm. so scared to do it because I don't want to break him. He's on fire. I do think he's probably overachieving a little bit, but he's going to score okay. He plays the bye. South next week worries me a little bit, but you don't have to play him that week either. You'd play him. Um, yeah. If you get, you're paying, what, 750, 800K for SJ, you're, you're playing mm. him. <clears throat> we'll see after that one. But, yeah, that's my big decision. Do I use a second trade on clear to SJ? Maybe. Um, I'm pretty torn at this stage. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you've held Cleary for a weird <clears throat> amount of time. I don't know. Like, two weeks. <laughs> yeah, you've held, him, you've, held him for, you've held him for this long. There's a few reports coming out that are not surprising at all that he's flying through his rehab. I just wonder, like, how far he's going to Does he come out next week and play? That sort of thing, yeah. My gut's telling me not to get SJ, so you know what? That's that's the answer, I think. Yeah. Not knocking the buy, I just think... Just acknowledge that it's for the short term to get you through round 19 with... there. I just don't think there's any other option to Cleary and Hines once Cleary's back. So not knocking the buy as such. Just, yeah, know what you're getting yourself into. Number two. Here's an interesting one. Cameron Munster. The mad dog. Provided he backs up from origin, he's 666k. He's coming off a big ton against the Sharkies after two down weeks by his standards for that. If he backs up, he has a great matchup this week against Manly down in Melbourne. Yeah. Spy's got – he looks like a good option. Yeah, I'm bringing him in. You are. The only thing is I just want to know – I can bring him in, though, if he doesn't play, I could go to someone else. It would just be a little bit awkward because I'd be down a player. Yeah. So I yeah, think – Yeah, you can flip him, to, but I just have to – more than likely have to be a, probably a 5'8 <coughs> for you if he was to not back up from origin. And Stormer – snuck their way back into third position on the table as they do. So it's getting a bit less critical that he plays. So maybe one of him or Harry rests one, one of these weeks coming up. I'm keen on him, but I had a look at it. Breakeven's 51, so it's not like he's going to skyrocket in price. <clears throat> Mainly this week, if he backs up, great matchup. Next week he has Penrith, who will be you know probably minus Nathan Cleary, pretty well close to full strength. It is in Melbourne. And we also know that, that he's... Relatively fixture-proof, Munster, but still. Then he has the bye. Chance maybe he doesn't back up round 20 if he gets a rest. So, yeah, I, I think he's a solid buy, yeah. but there's a few question marks around it. And it was just, when I first saw him at 666K and I thought, sweet, a bloke, you can bring him in and lock him in for the rest of the season, lock him load. But Ollie, the more I look at him, I'm, I'm not as convinced. What's your take on him? Is he a bloke you're looking to bring into your side? Yeah, well, I, I traded him out uh, round just gone for Joey Manu to slide into that, you know, that 5-8 spot in, the, in my side. Um, so, you know, for me, I also do somewhat follow, follow the storm. Um, and Munster, I've had Munster basically all season. Uh, and for me personally, if I could find a way to, to get Joey uh, Manu into the centres for me and yeah. then slide Munster into that, you know, that 5-8 spot, I think he's a pretty good get for me. Um, would you be happy to do it now or would you prefer to wait till after the origin period's done? I don't know. I, I think I'd be, I'd be pretty happy to do it now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, um, yeah, I'm going to back him in. The, the only problem <coughs> is my, my centres at the moment, are, I'm pretty happy with, with who I have at the moment. So, mm. you know, the option, the only one I can see in there possibly is maybe a Talakai moving to a bench. Um, but, you know, whether I have enough money to then, you know, get Munster in for there and keep Manu in the, at the same time, um, I might yeah. struggle. So I would just like to get Munster in there somehow, but I think I might struggle. Yeah, just, just on that one, obviously any other week I wouldn't worry as much, but I need to bring someone in. Like, it just has to happen. Yeah, so like you can't afford them to, <laughs> yeah. to get pulled out in their uh, final teams. And the other thing is, I don't really want to bring someone in. in the, I was going to say I could get a shark, but they're on the buy. Wouldn't mind someone who's going to play that round 19 game. Otherwise, I just want a keeper. I don't want to waste trades this time of year necessarily. 
So it means do I potentially grab a Tino or Haas in early? Um, they need to probably play minutes for the Titans, Tino. He did it last game, but maybe he then flits with Fafita and he has his 30 Possibly. minutes. So there's so much risk. Yeah. So let's have a good look at do I get someone. If Munster's good to go, I think he's just the option. Going to play, he's a back. If he plays, he plays 80. So Fun bloke to own. Yeah, it's a tricky one. And the Penrith game doesn't worry me as much because it's Munster. Anyone else yeah. worries me, but it's money. <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. just, it's and just it. as good as Penrith still are, it's Penrith without Nathan Cleary. Big, big difference. It's on, so. He's on that edge as well. So, yeah. Spy, his teammate, Harry Grant, is the seventh most trading player this week. 123 points against the Sharks. For all the same reasons I just mentioned again about Cam Munster having a few question marks, like Grant hasn't set the world alight this season. Particularly the last, he went big against the Sharks, but before that he had back-to-back scores of 34 points in big minutes. I like Grant is when he will come and play decent minutes in Origin. He could easily get a rest post Origin or reduced minutes, particularly if Manly get out to a lead. Uh, sorry, Melbourne get out to a lead against Manly down there. I think Harry Grant is one for post Origin. Yeah, tend to agree. Um, the only issue would be again a scenario for myself and others would be in it. Damian Cook's my hooker with Sonny Luke. So if you own Cook and you get word that he's not backing up, it's like. Shit. Need you need to make a call by Saturday night yeah. on Harry. So that's when I would bring him in early if I know he's playing. But ideally we get word that Cook's good to go to play 60 minutes at least and, and leave him in there. Yeah, it's a, it just shows how hard this little period is at the moment. So a bit to work with. And there's going to be a bit of guessing involved as well because we might be going on team news. Yeah. We might not actually know till an hour from kickoff. So a bit to unfold. Ollie, a bloke I'm pretty keen on is the what's he out at the moment? The seventh most traded in player, Campbell Graham, six ninety k. A bloke, I've, I've just owned him so many times in the past, and he's been rock solid for me. But this is the year he's just gone ballistic, averaging seventy seven points. The bunny's right edge is just getting so much ball. Now he's a bloke I'm I'm semi eyeing off this week via a few little little dual position shifts going on. But the Rabbitohs have the bunnies, sorry, the Cowboys this week. Then the Warriors, and then in round 19, he'll play that third major buy-in is the Doggies. They have the buy-in round 20. Now, I want him in my team. He's definitely a season-long keeper. My concern, and this is where, where the updates will come in, we'll see what happens tomorrow night in Origin, but if the Blues, God forbid, get done in Origin tomorrow night, he's got to be a huge chance for Game 3, I think, for the Blues. I give the bloke a bloody jersey. So... I'm just a little bit reluctant that maybe he's unavailable for round 19. And then if he played, if you missed round nine due to, due to origin, then missed round 20 to the bye, you're sort of getting two games from him. Keen or not? Uh, yeah, my only other question to that would be as well, like I haven't been following his progress 100% at all, but, um, you know, I think he had that rib in injury mm. a little while back. So, you know, whether that potentially flares up again. Yeah, there's been some niggles. Yeah, so that's, that's my only you know, query with him. Um, obviously, you know, good get and scored really well during the season. Uh, but like you said, you know, if he does potentially get that gig in origin and, um, you know, in those big mo- in those big games, you know, you've got the adrenaline going, you tend to go a little bit harder than probably what you do in the round games. And if he stirs something up again and gets <laughs> yeah. in it for the back end, it's a lot, it's a lot of money to spend on him. Yeah. That's my only query yeah. with him. But um, yeah. yeah, I know a few people obviously as being top 10 most traded in uh, want him in there. Yeah. So I will, yeah. I will say when the Blues go 13 plus tomorrow night and it's game on going into game three mm-hmm. back in Sydney, well, then there probably won't be an issue for game three and just get him in. So that's it. Yeah, I'm Blues keen. by plenty. Spy, <laughs> let's go to the most traded out. Josh Schuster, number two. Now, I suspect that because of the team list that have come through, the most traded out. We'll probably uh, chop and change a little bit over the next couple of days since those team lists have been seen. But Josh Schuster, I think there's no knock on selling him. He's done... It's been a tough ride for uh, the masses of owners. Some sold and brought back. But he's done a job. He's made some decent coin, almost 200k. Break-evens up to 60 I think the time is now to move on. Then going down to Amy Park to play against Melbourne... But it might just be a week where we have to hold him one more week as another <coughs> number. Yeah, I think if you're in a position to sell active players this weekend, you're laughing. I don't mind Manly's run home. He's going to form a combination with Tommy, 
I don't mind him as a whole. I can understand the sell. I like it's fine. Great head-to-head finals draw round. Depending yeah. on how your league settings are set up, but round twenty-five is twenty-seven. Warriors, Bulldogs, Tigers, but Schuster really? You you potentially hold? Yeah. Well, I mean, he can be a backup five-eight or back row. He scored a hundred what two weeks ago. Yeah. So I think people are giving him a bit of a hard time to be honest. Manly had a few come come in and out. No cherry on the weekend. He plays so much better with Chesa in the side for sure. I think he could surprise a few people. He's averaging 50 after that horror start. So well, I think a bit harsh on the shoe from a few people. From a few people. Yeah, I'm. if you can sell, I'd be looking to sell. But unfortunately, I don't think I'll be able to this week. So yeah. anyhow. Uh, number three. This one hurts. Billy Smith. Speaking of let down, and no knock on him. I think he's a terrific footballer. <coughs> Seems like a good fella. Supercoach wise, though, two seasons in a row. Just burn us. Three round average since the Masses brought him in of 33 points. Did you jump on the bandwagon or not, Ollie? Did not. Oh, no, well did played. not. Well played. <laughs> yeah. Got lucky. Spy, another one that <clears throat> I think it's just a week where you nearly have to hold and play, don't you? Unless you're in the luxurious position of having big numbers. I think most people hold and play. Yeah. Um, However, in the context of, like, let's say the next fortnight, sell. Who are we talking about now again? Billy Smith. Billy. Um, who they got this week? They've got... Um, Raiders Sunday night. Yeah. Pretty, relatively leaky edges, the Raiders, to be no, fair. What, I was just wondering, is there anyone to come in for him? Probably not at the roost at the moment. Like, he's playing okay. Imagine if he's got dropped. Um, I still think there's a good score or two in him. So I'm happy to hold at that price. He can sit there as my seventh cent. I'm not going to waste a trade on getting rid of him. I'm tempted to do the same. I keep saying it, but I just feel like there's a good score in as well coming. I mean, the fact that he came back from a lengthy injury with scores of 71 against the Cowboys and then 80 against Penrith in a well-beaten side. Teddy will help as well. Something's got to keep like, Teddy up, just chime in and hit the yeah. centre early, so yeah. Anywho. Hmm. Uh, and the 11th most traded out player this week, hmm. Sir Nicholas Hines. Can you believe that? That's madness. madness. He's on the bye. We know that. But yeah. he's your halfback until the end of the season. I don't think he's got a bye for the rest of the year after this. I could be wrong on that, but it's not many. So yeah. uh, just keep him in there, guys, for sure. Uh, Sharkies, you just, they've got a great run home as well. Yeah, it's, a, it's his last bye this week. And then you also have an absolutely elite halfback who <coughs> is playing round 19. He's also another one that if the Blues do get done game two, I'd feel Could play, but reassess then. even saying that. But, I know. But if it did happen, <laughs> got to be a chance for Origin 3. Regardless, I would not be selling. Just quietly, if we get done in the Ashes and Origin, oh, God. <laughs> Sad week, that. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I just want to prepare everyone mentally just in case. <laughs> Matty, the water voice has been stirred into action over the back. <laughs> Definitely did not need to hear that one. It's out of the corner of my ear. But no, we just win by one run or one wicket and one point and happy days. <laughs> oh, and uh, Maddie, sorry, man, I completely brushed you. That's okay. Um, mate. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? you you've you've fallen down after that that spy call though, haven't you? Oh like, man, it's dropped. Yeah, like I'm. I'm such an optimist when it comes to like watching sport, and I just don't even consider a loss until. Like, I got this Rabbitohs tattoo. I booked it in before the grand final, and then we lost. <laughs> so, yeah, that's really ruined my day. Let's, let's hope that doesn't happen. I'm pretty optimistic, too, about most things, but Origin just haunts me. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I, like, you'd think we'd learn by now, but... Mm, I've got an Origin not. fact. I didn't celebrate an Origin win at a pub until I was 25, I think it was. So I turned 18 and we lost about seven or eight in a row. Oh. We finally won one. I was like, I can actually go and have a beer and celebrate. I was 25. <laughs> hey, I, I didn't see a single Origin win during high school. Not one. It's crazy, oh, isn't it? Grim. Yeah. Yuck. Crazy. Real grim. Uh, oh, you anyway, co- sorry to ruin the podcast. you half your life of blues <laughs> getting done. Yeah, exactly. Oh, would you, would you yeah. hate me if I... Um, <laughs> Yes. Maybe. Don't say don't, it. Don't, don't, don't say it. Don't say Ollie, it. we're enjoying don't this. We're enjoying this podcast, mate. I've had a ball, but oh, what you're about to say. I let's think. move on. Let's move on. Okay. Okay. I currently don't mind you're you. Sitting in a room, you're sitting in a room with a bunch of diehard New South Wales Welshmen and, uh, that, look, that don't look kindly on turncoats, mate. So <laughs> just, I was going to say support England, but 
Oh, jeez. You know what? It's I'm not joking. A, it's not as bad as saying Queensland. Oh, it's tight. It's tight. What a good debate. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we might finish this ourselves. Ollie, you've been good, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, the better. Better. SC Playbook has partnered with Better this season, producing markets of our own. Last week, Nico Hines, 75 plus official fantasy points. Into Ronaldo Molitalo try at $3.50. Absolute lock. Got home. Thank you, uh, Prince Nico, for that one. This week, it's an origin special. Any two of Tom Trubojevic, David Fafida, and James Tedesco to score at $7.50. Link to the market is in our YouTube description. Also, will be across our social media channels tomorrow on game day of State of Origin 2. What's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Boys, let's get stuck in our round 17 <coughs> trades and skippers. Ollie, what are you eyeing off, mate? Uh, well, I've got Peachy uh, on the bench for me. So uh, I think he's looking, you know, might get the flick. But like you boys are saying, I guess if Crichton doesn't back up after Origin, uh, there's that risk to sh- you sort of take with that one. <coughs> uh, and then for me, um, you know, I got, I got Sloan in, a uh, bit of a random one. Earned er- 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 me a bit of cash. Um, I was sort of I was struggling once again with, uh, with the buy round. Uh, got him in. He got me 87 points, I believe, one round, and, and got me a bit of cash. So I think he's going to be one that on, so on the did, chopping did board. So did you get him – he started the season well, was looking at – had a really low break even. People brought him in, and then he, like, shit the bed. Guru likes to ask for a blue guru about it. Had a three-hour average of about 20. Did you – then he had a good score. Did you then go and get him back in then? Or you had him from the first, like, a lot of price rises? No, I got him in. Uh, so, like I've stated before, I did struggle with trades early on in the season. Got excited, uh, mate. Happens to the best of us. And I got him actually after he had a couple shockers. He was real low and, you know, not, not necessarily banking on um, him having an amazing score, but I, I saw there was potential that if he did, um, there was going to be some cash to earn. And mm. um, he got me got me some points and he did he's, he came good for a few weeks like yeah, yeah yeah he did so um he's sort of still sitting on the bench for me there he's not a reserve currently um so he, hopefully keep it that way <laughs> <laughs> uh so i think he he goes um for me i think those are probably two trades that i'm looking at yep um and yeah possibly i've got uh lindsey collins as well in in the front row um, and he's potentially one that could go for me as well. Big wins. He went back-to-back, 59 against Penrith, and then 82 against the Bunnies. Like, he got back to early 300Ks, so low-key could be a masterstroke. Uh, Spy, what are you looking at, mate? This normally takes me a couple of days to figure it out, but I've just come across something live on the pod. So the first one was going to be, and likely will be, Zach Hosking to Munster. Mm. Just makes sense. I was probably yep. going to do it anyway, which is why the Hosking news doesn't hurt me too much. He's done his job. The other one I've just had a little look at is Ellie Katoa to AJ Brimson. So Brimson is just hitting a bit of form again. He's an injury risk, but he plays the round 19 buy and plays this weekend. And after that buy, I'd probably flip him down to 5'8". He's me back up 5'8 for the run home. He's pretty cheap. Could be on the cards. I've just done it and... Need to assess a little bit, but I love AJ, so yeah, maybe. In non-injury impacted <coughs> games this season, AJ Brimson, 68 points in five non-injury impacted games, priced at 525k. He's 18th man as it stands for the Maroons, <coughs> but you will be surprised to see him slotting there for game three any which way. He's so good. Yeah, he is good. Plays, obviously, around 19. It's just... Can find an injury. I think the beauty of him is I just seem to get me through those couple of weeks. And then he's going to be my backup 5'8". If he got hurt, I don't have to play yeah. him. But it's more out a little bit of our desperation this weekend anyway. I just sort of need someone at a price where I can go Ellie Katoa, who isn't back yet, Jewel, to someone Jewel, vital. Jewel 5'8", fullback. The Jewel's handy. He's not stuck at fullback for me. Bronco's tough game, but he's just he's, – dude can play. Yeah, so I'll, mm. I'll have a bit more of a look into it, but maybe AJ's my boy. I don't mind him as a sneaky one. Mm. Probably wait till around 19, make sure he's playing, make sure he's fit and firing. He's always firing. But oh, I need a player, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's coming okay. in if that's the case. Um, I don't want to play Sonny Luke. Skippers, mate. Skippers. Currently, VC, Asako, Captain Munster, but honestly, anything could happen in that sense. 
based on who comes in and out. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a real tricky week, so we'll just see how it sort of unfolds. Yeah, for the Kuma Stallions, <laughs> trading out, it'll be a combination of people, obviously, based on players coming in or out. So I've got Peachy, Hosking and Lemuelu shortlisted. <clears throat> Like, it's been a tough team this day to day, but Tyrone Peachy, if he could come in and start against the Knights, last week, his stat line, 20 runs, three offloads, one force dropout, seven tackle bars, 17 tackles, 74 points, Ooh. essentially in base. Got amongst it. Um, so, Peachy, if he could play just one <coughs> more week for me, it'd be wonderful. But, yeah, looking to move on two of those three... If Penrith don't change, it would likely be probably Peachy and Hosking. Coming in, I am also eyeing Cam Munster. And provided the Blues get the win, I'm looking at maybe going on Campbell Graham. So Yeah, nice. Oh, because we'll know, of course, if they we'll win. Know. Yeah. They're not going to change the side. Correct. Unless there's injuries. Yeah. yeah. So I think if, uh, if the Blues get the job done, when the Blues get the job done, it'll be pretty safe. Captains will be looking at, as I said, let's just chopped and changed so much since those team lists come out spy but I think Cam Munster captain if he backs up at Amy Park against Manly uh, and Vice captain would probably be going on Mitchell Moses against the Dolphins provided he backs up yep for sure lots of question marks so many boys let's get stuck into a few questions and we'll start with one from Steve Paul how did Guru go on the reverse bomb catch so good big rundown of uh, the bombs at went out Ollie to the Manly in the Parramatta game out at Combank Stadium to the uh, cracking game. I mean, it was an okay no. game. I mean... <laughs> no, no. It, it was a game. It was a game of Cop that, Queenslander. It was a, it was a cracking game. <laughs> it was a about? cracking game as a Jermaine, Jermaine Hopgood supercoach owner. Anyway, we were <laughs> terrified that we were going to get these like revert. We did the pre-game entertainment. Uh, myself, Guru, the Hello Sport Boys, Matey the Waterboy. And we were terrified we were going to get these absolute torps. Ended up just being end over end bombs. And they still went pretty high, though. And the guru, I give him some stick. But, Matty, I've never seen a bloke safer under the high ball in my entire life. He had safer than Clinton Shavosky. It was crazy. And, like, we were talking in the, in the Hummer before how we, like, kind of expected we, – we weirdly, like, could see it happening. And yeah. it all just came – like, it's something you don't expect, but I could see it happening. And then, yeah, he just calmly walked up to the board, barely – Got out of his position, just swallowed both of them. Composure. Yeah. yeah. Tom and Eddie from Hello Sport were there and they were running all over the place trying to get under it. Didn't know where it was going to land. In absolute all sorts. Guru just like summed it up in about <laughs> 1.1 second. Found his mark and goes, this ball is landing in my mitts. Didn't look like dropping it. Yeah. It was It was, It was. was good stuff from the Guru. Summed to behold. And yeah, I've, I've never been uh, prouder to be on a podcast with the Rugby League Guru. <laughs> Question from Damien Wright. Uh, sorry. Yeah, how do you guys plan on approaching the run home in terms of buys and running low on trades? Now, it's part two of this question. Without going into a massive deep dive just yet, we'll do it in coming weeks, <coughs> sort of the run home and all that. So then look at draws and trades and da-da-da. I just wanted to note that the Broncos, Rabbitohs, Eels had the last three buys, as Damien goes on to say. Back end of the season when teams do rest players, if they're locked in top four or top eight or whatever it might be, just something to keep an eye on if you are over-investing in three really key supercoach teams, Spy. Yeah, and the answer is what you say all the time. It's you've got to keep your depth. Yep. depth. Don't start getting the <laughs> Depth is everything. It's everything, especially this year with the buyers. So just hold on to blokes where you can and don't bring in too many guys that aren't going to play because it could hurt you. Ollie, question from Sean Ford. Trading at Jareen Buller, I want either Jermaine Asako or Charles Nicole Klukstad, who you already own, I believe. He said, who do you think is the better option out of those two? Mate, you'd be pretty happy Charles owner. He's around about 100k cheaper than Asako. Warriors have a great draw. Both of those sides play the second, third major buy-in in round 19. Who's your pick out of those two? Uh, I think for me, it'd probably be... like I actually own Asako. Um, obviously, 809,000. He's pretty expensive mm. uh spy chance was someone you were keen on for a while i hadn't been that keen on just because probably a few reasons but like dual position in tremendous form is your bloke you'd still look to get it into your team or do you think it's too late at his, at his price that's no, not too late um maybe a little bit of an, not an injury concern but he seems to cop a few head knocks maybe that's just in my head but yeah um, hard, Charles, he has a crack 
Sarko just keeps getting it done, boys. I know. I know he's a lot more expensive, so that you can factor that in. But even in badly beaten sides, he's knocking out eighties and nineties. So I think that right edge is humming for the Dolphins. And you expect as long, once they start getting troops back, I'll get back into top gear. So I'd, I'd say Sarko if you can, yeah, pay up the dollars. Hard to knock what Sarko's done this season. Spy, we'll stay with you. Question from Peter on Wade Egan. 70-point average this season, excluding injury-affected games. One of the best runs home. He says, concussion risk, I know, but the way the Warriors are travelling, what are your thoughts? Again, like, there are so many players when we talk about supercoach-wise, you're factoring in injury, but the numbers outside of the games, when he has been injured, hard to not. He's pretty good, isn't he? Mm. Um, in a pretty tough hooker position this year, to be fair. Yeah. I've obviously got Sonny there as my backup, so that's something I could even look into. If he's your backup hooker, there's a little bit less risk than if he does happen to cop that HIA. Like, you're not sort of relying on him as your number one man. So, I don't mind it. We know the risks involved in him, but yeah, he, mm. he can play and he can score a try too. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I'm, I'm probably pretty conserved when it comes to blokes with injuries. I've just been burnt so many times in the past. Yeah. I just ugh, can't do it. But he does play round 19, so that's probably my other thing. If you can get him in, if you need to do it now, he gets you through three weeks through a tough round. Now and then round 19, he could do some damage. So, yeah, one to monitor. Might yeah. maybe have a crack at. So, he's at 477k, break even 17. So, very cheap. Mm. For, I said for the numbers that he's mm. punching out when fit and firing. Uh, question Ollie from Lyle Ald says Ruben Garrett to Clint Gutherson. Mm. Now, I've seen a few selling Garrett this week. 20 points of all blokes to let us down in the major buy round. Rubes was not the bloke I thought it was going to be. Made the move to Senna, scored 169 last week. I think it's just a case of his origin players being out. He's like, Daly Chair Evans was the bloke putting it on an absolute platter for him <coughs> the week prior. Would you be culling Ruben or not? Uh, well, it's funny you say that. I was so close to putting Garrick as my captain this week. Oh. And I'm so <laughs> glad that I didn't. So mm. glad. Uh, just after, you know, scoring the 169 points <coughs> the previous week and... I just thought that with a few players out that he was really going to step up again this week. And obviously that didn't, didn't happen. But uh, for me, I think the, the form Gutho's been in the last two rounds, uh, I probably am keeping Gutho. That's my guess. I still have Garrick and I'm going to keep him because um, I, I hope that he, he does sort of keep performing like he did. Obviously, he probably... Would you move Garrick to Gutho though? With, with Gutho. Oh, that's form. right. So you're actually saying get rid yeah. of Garrick yeah, and get, get Gutho in. Cut him. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say no. I know. I know. Gutho's had those two really good weeks, but I'm. Um, yeah, I'm pretty happy sticking with with Garrick here. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, obviously got you know one more Origin um, after this next one, and if Tommy and Cherry, you know, back up and stay around, I think that you know Garrick's a good keep. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you, mate, and mm. for many reasons, but. Something you alluded to before, Spy, and that's Clint Gutherson, just only being available at fullback. If you're pinning him head to head to score for the rest of the season, the form Gutho's in, I'd nearly be like, you know what, Gutho could be and it might make sense. But because he's at fullback, where I've already said that I want sort of a tre- and turbo for the run home, Garrick is in a centre position where he'll probably be in the top four or five scores in the run home. You're not trading him out, lock him in. Spy, we'll wrap it up with a question from James Murphy, one very relevant to my side. If you had Moses and Hines in your halves, obviously Hines on the bye this week. If Moses doesn't back up from Origin, it's a three-day turnaround. I suspect that if he gets through Origin, okay, Para need him, so he will. But let's say he cops some bumps and bruises and he doesn't back up. Would he be a sell? Because Para then have the bye in round 18. Let's assume he misses round 19 due to Origin. He'd be missing the next three weeks. I think he'd definitely be a sell because you're going to want Cleary and Hines, as you said, on the run home. You don't probably have to if you can cover him. I if mean, you can cover him, Most yeah. people would have Hines and Moses, that right? So he doesn't play a shorter halfback. Yeah. I'm also short halfback this week, Hines and Cleary. So, yeah. I mean, it's not – doesn't mean you can't be short halfback for one week. For what, yeah. In a week we're all oh, – great <coughs> opportunity, side note, for VC loop this week as well. Yeah, absolutely. Free VC loop, which is handy. Um, I'd be probably tempted to move him on. I don't – own him, so I haven't looked hard into it, but I'd be pretty tempted If to Moses him. was not back up this week and it said be more than likely probably missed three weeks on the trot, 
a little Moses to SJ play yeah. probably comes on the yep. cards. Plays the next three weeks. With an eye to SJ to Cleary or Hines or whoever you don't own post-origin. We'll get, Hi- get Hines in next week if you don't own him. Yeah. But yeah. You're essentially using one trade to flip him to SJ because you're going to flip him then to Cleary later anyway. So, yeah, I'd be getting SJ. Boys, wrap that up for the Round 17 edition of the SC Playbook Podcast. Ollie, thank you very much for coming on, mate. And uh, we'll be watching on ahead of the SC Playbook Supercoach Big Bash season. We're not, right. we're not major sponsors, but we'll call it that. Yeah. <laughs> get me on, boys. Bloody get up. Yeah, on now, definitely you, will. Yeah, mate, you'll be get, you're getting a call off again for the cricket season. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah. that. Cheers, mate. I uh, appreciate having you. And Spite, thank you as always, mate. Cheers, boys. Yeah, coming a bit rattled, but the blokes calmed me down. Good chat from Ollie. And um, go the Aussies and the Blues, eh? Go out this weekend, get to your local and get a case of bloke in a bar beer. You won't regret it. Absolute mint drop. It's actually so good. Like, legit. I don't get paid anything to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, guys. Thanks for tuning in. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.